Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Remen Wholesale. Expand your market with Remen Wholesale's renovation and non-QM lending products. Both renovation and non-QM can make and save deals. Remen Wholesale provides the knowledge, expertise, and complete support needed to get renovation and non-QM loans to the finish line. Let Remen help you close more deals. Get connected today by logging into AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. All right, welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. And today I have my good buddy who I just met, uh, Lamont Harris, Harris Capital Mortgage Group. I, we're going to get into it. It's not only that, though. You you do a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, for sure. We'll get into that. But but how are you? I'm well, man. Thanks, JP. I appreciate you having me. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here this morning. Awesome. Awesome. What Now, where? Uh, what area are you in right now? Where are you at? Yeah, so I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, Las Vegas. All right, cool. I'm taking my notes. How's the market out there right now? Yeah, so the market here is uh, obviously we we've endured some changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the market is 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 it's sustained, right? So I'm a, I'm gonna call it a sustainable market. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've seen dips. Um, we all and have. I, yeah, I mean, like we we all have, right? But I, I think the market has sustained itself for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and be too optimistic and, and say that the worst is is behind us, but you know we're we're making it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and tell me if I'm wrong here. Uh, Las Vegas area has always had some some big, you know, cycles, right? A hundred percent, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Suburbs outside Philly's kind of has your ups, but it, it stays a little bit more steady. Las Vegas seems to go up and down. I don't know. Sure, it it does. It goes up and down. I think what we've had here, though, I think there's a bit more sustainability, if you will. Um, over this last turn, right? I, I don't think this is nearly what people experienced, you know, 15 years ago. Sure. Um, it's nothing like that. I, I think what we have is we had a huge incline, right? Mm-hmm. Like like most of the country saw um, over the last three years. And, you know, the last 12 to 14 months, it, it's kind of stabled out a bit, right? So folks aren't losing a ton of value, mm-hmm. but obviously that, that 15 to 20% gain that we were seeing, you know, you know, 25 to, to 36 months ago that's not happening either yeah 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 but you know what it, this is everywhere in the whole country i was just more con- you know want to ask about that market i'm always curious you know but yeah for sure it's everywhere everyone doesn't know what's going to happen you just you know keep your head down and keep going but uh enough of this boring stuff all that market yeah. talk but uh i want to get to know a little bit more about you as a human being yeah um, and since we're on like a mortgage type podcast why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry from from the beginning and yeah. then take us to where you're at now. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think like most of my peers, um, I went to school. I studied mortgage. No, just kidding. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> right. No one mortgages, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I actually got started in the industry um, like most of us on accident. Right. Yeah. Um, I was introduced to the industry um, 
and and I'll say I was introduced by accident because I, I I truly was right. I was in undergrad going to Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland at mm. the time. I was studying film and theater, minoring in pre law, and uh, I had these aspirations to to maybe become an actor or or uh, an agent, and that that's kind of the mindset that I had at that time. Ooh. And I was I was I was a street vendor right for cash. I was making cash. Um, street vending, and I met a guy um, who was in mortgage. Oh, what what were you selling? Yeah, of course. Listen, I was going, you're up in Philly, right? I was going up and down the Jersey Turnpike uh-huh. every chance I yeah. could get, uh-huh. right? Because I was getting pretty much any and everything that I could to bring back home to D.C., Baltimore. Uh, and I, I was actually on the street selling CDs, movies, nice. uh, whatever whatever I could, man, to make a buck back then. All right, cool, cool. No, I just wanted to ask. I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Like, I've done yeah. a lot of stuff, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm with you. And a little no, known fact: I was born in DC. Okay. And then a lot of my family's from Philly, so I've I saw some family up there. I know Baltimore very well. But anyway, so yeah. you were hustling there, doing what yeah. you had to do, and then by yeah. accident, you got yeah. in. So tell us that story. By by accident, so one of the guys that would buy from me every week happened to be in the mortgage space. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this guy probably was, he, he was supporting me probably for a good year before I decided one day to be bold enough and ask him what he did for a living. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I was shocked and I still didn't understand when he told me that he was a mortgage broker. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, me at the time I'm 19 years old. Right. Um, I have no idea what a mortgage broker is, you know, how it works, what, you know, so it, it was, it was all new, right. It was all new. And, and so, um, you know, I'd asked him, I said, Hey, you know, how, how could I get involved in something like that? And, and, and he was real straightforward, right? He, he basically just said to me, Hey, listen, the way you get involved is you go find me somebody that wants to purchase or refinance. And, and that's how you'll get involved in mortgage. Right. Okay. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I, I'd known him, I, I say a year now, I'm thinking back, it was actually two and a half years that we had actually known each other before I was bold enough that, to pose him that question. Uh-huh. Um, because when I got started, I was 24, right. Mm. So 24 you know, so, years. Now I don't, yeah, don't want to yeah. age you too much, but you don't have to tell me your age. But <laughs> no, dude, I'm, I'm dude, I'm 43. I'll be 44 in a couple weeks. Yeah. All right. So, so you're you're almost 20 years. Yeah. And and you never really did you ever get out? So here's what I did. I didn't get out, but what I did is I took a hiatus uh, from being full time in the industry. Right. Okay. Um, like most of us, I was affected in 08. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't hit me until the end of 2009. So in December of 09, um, I had to go get a job. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and so I did that in, in December of 09. And, and that job happened to be uh, working for Wyndham. Right. Mm-hmm. I worked for Wyndham uh, selling timeshares. Right. Okay. So I started doing that in Alexandria, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, man, I, I, I tell you everything that I'd learned um, from from mortgage and from being a street vendor, uh, it, it all put me it put things in perspective for me because it taught me uh it taught me a different type of grind and hustle right and mm-hmm. so i was able to, to climb the corporate ladder with Wyndham. i was promoted 14 times um wow. over a 10-year span um and uh you know i ended up out in the west coast right that's how i got from uh from the dc area um out west is uh through through being promoted so uh you know they moved my wife and family and i uh mm-hmm. out west and, and I took a director of sales job and, and later became a VP. And, you know, so all that stuff was it all goes back because it all it all goes back to mm-hmm. 
what I learned right at a young age, um, and 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 that was that was perseverance, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you ask me how I gotten out, it's kind of a, a catch twenty two because I I don't think I ever have. I, I think mm-hmm. you know the one thing that I did every single year is I maintain some level of exposure to our industry and I kept doing loans every single year. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that mm-hmm. kind of drove me to actually start this brokerage uh, four years ago and take it next level. Nice. Nice. All right. So everyone's going to want to know when they heard you sold timeshares. Yeah. Right. What's yeah. the deal with timeshares? Is yeah. it a scam? Is it not a scam? What's the deal? Yeah. So I, I think know. it's, yeah, so 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 here it is, right? So I think timeshare is more of a perspective, right? I, I okay. think it's all mindset in terms of how you view it. Um, I think that it, it could be, you know, it, it's all based on what's presented to you, right? So when okay. you ask, is it a scam? The the short answer to that is no, it's not a scam. However, there are there's 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 ways that things could be presented Correct. to actually mislead, right? And so, you know, I, I guess it's all about what was presented is what was presented could be a scam, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you had the right person sitting in front of you, they could have given it to you the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the short end of that is, if it's given to you the right way, it's a good product if used right. Got it. That, that's all I need to know, because I really don't know. And I know people yeah. heard timeshares, whoever's listening to this, they're going to be like, timeshares. Yeah. I got screwed on that a couple of times because someone went late on their timeshare, couldn't get the mortgage. We've all had that story. A hundred percent we have. A hundred percent. You've seen it. So I know people are going to be thinking that. So I had to ask L- Listen, it's funny you bring that up, JP, because I'll tell you, even in the timeshare industry to this day, I'm sure if, if if we talk to anybody that's in timeshare, they'll tell you the number one objection that timeshare salespeople get on their tables is I'm buying a house. Wow. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah. so so when that happens, right, I, I, I kind of was always that go to in the office, oh, you're buying a house. You know what? You guys need to talk to Lamont because he can uh-huh. actually tell you ah, how we can do this nice. and it won't affect your house purchase, right? So I was that guy. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that made sense. That worked out well for you then, right? Yeah. 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 Ladder, but still get a couple loans, maybe. Who knows? There you go. You know? There you go. It's all relevant. It's yeah. all relevant. So I'm sure people are selling loans. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense your story because everyone in mortgages, like you said, no one, no one went to school for it. Yeah. Um, and it's such a interesting industry because we're all kind of just like in it and just constantly going and constantly hustling and just it's such a it's an it, it's such a I have such a love and a hate with it. Like like, you know, um, but yeah, you have to you have to be a little bit crazy to be in it, you For know, sure. um, but yeah, I can hear I can hear it from your story and it seems like someone that would be in it like like myself, like I'm only Absolutely. in it because of, I'm only in it because I knocked up my girlfriend. She was pregnant. I'm like, I got to go do something. It's the only reason I'm here. You there know? you go. So there you go. I got the <laughs> my story plenty of times. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. Could you um, tell us a little bit about, um, it, it, what is it? Harris, Harris Capital, right? Yep. Four years ago, you started the brokerage, right? Yep. That's about when I started. I was 2018-ish. That's when we started ours. Um, so why don't. I want to know why you decided to go broker. Were you broker yeah. before? Or? No, so so okay. I was retail before, right? Okay. So um, I've worked for a broker when I first started my career, right? Mm-hmm. So 2004 through 2007, I worked for a broker. Mm-hmm. Um, two, about 2007-ish, um, I got my first branch manager gig with Apex Mortgage mm-hmm. um, and then later with Epics Funding out of Brandon, Florida. 
right? So that was that was back then, and that lasted up until '09, right? Okay. Um, in '09, obviously, I got into the timeshare world, mm -hmm. but albeit I was in that world, I then decided to join an outfit um, that was a retail lender, right? And so I worked for that retail lender as a remote LO um, for a few years before later deciding to go to another retail lender. So I, I tried it out first choice loan services, mm -hmm. right? I was with PMRG and Corona mm -hmm. um, as a retail LO, um, right whenever I decided to actually start my deal, right? So so I've kind of had the experience on both sides of the spectrum, yeah, both same. wholesale and retail. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I've developed an appreciation for for our retail guys, right? You mm -hmm. know, and and, sure. and so I know what they go through for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, each type of uh, a spot in the industry, they they go through cycles and things have changed. I mean, obviously, I mean, I I feel like the brokerage side is here to stay. Whereas sure. it kind of went away in 2008, 2009, 2010, right? Like right. It, it just did. Um, and nothing wrong with, I have so many retail friends, you know, of course. And, um, but it's a lot different when you were originally a broker, like right. before in the beginning, hundred percent big differences that you see a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So obviously the big difference that stood out when I, when I first started was was compensation, right? Sure. You know, yeah. I mean, I, obviously that's the first thing that we all see when we come back and we're like, oh shoot, we can't do that anymore. Well, what can we do, right? You 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 feel like your hands are tied in so many directions, right? So, um, you know, you, you kind of get over that and then you, you get over that and you get to the, the realization of, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful of the opportunity. I'm thankful to be able to, to keep pushing, right? Because there's so many that could not sustain themselves sure. uh, in, in our industry. Um, and I think sustainability is something that that is key. Um, but I think what really what I learned is I learned that, you know, sustainability for a lot of us that are still here and still pushing mm -hmm. that sustainability came through relationships. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Right. Yep. And and, um, I, you know, I hear it all the time and I, I talk about it all the time with our team. And that is, you know, be conscious of relationships, not transactions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I, I believe if you're intentional in that thinking, then your your whole approach is completely different. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think if nothing else, what I think is different is how much or how intentional I've become because of that past experience. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, that's yeah. The relationship versus transaction. I mean, I've been saying that for years as well. I mean, we're not we're not selling um you know a cd on the street it's right. not it's not i mean but you you form like you said how you got into a forming relationships there that's why mm -hmm. it's all about that a hundred percent a hundred percent it's that simple in my opinion i don't even right. need, need to talk about it more it's just that is what it is if you want right. to be in the game for this long right you know just makes sense right. yeah yep. so about um and i want to get into more of that in a little bit but in terms of harris capital mm -hmm. uh tell tell me about your structure like how many employees you have? Tell us a little bit more deeper about that. Yeah, so we've got 80 employees right now. Nice. Um, we've got 47 licensed LOs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we are based out of Nevada. Um, we currently operate in nine states. So we're in Nevada, Colorado, California, Florida, Texas, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and Mississippi. Mm -hmm. um, we are pending currently in North and South Carolina, Georgia, Louisiana, Michigan, 
Um, and then we plan on picking up Arizona before the end of this month. Right. So so that's kind of where we're at today. Um, obviously, we're steadily growing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we are we are super hyper focused on being customer obsessed. Mm -hmm. And that is because it is mm -hmm. about relationship. Yep. Um, it's about relationship, not only within within the organization, but relationship outside of these doors. OK. Yeah. Um, and I think the driving force behind those relationships is community. Mm -hmm. So um, I talked to you earlier, JP, about just being intentional in our thinking. Mm -hmm. And I, I think one of the things that that we do intentionally is we intentionally try to cultivate new relationships within the communities that we serve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm familiar with that. I'm a big fan of starting really small and letting it grow out. Uh, yeah. Right before this, I'm outside literally painting plywood, uh, a hus bus, because we're going to be in the St. Patrick's Day parade, right? Nice. So the same type of mindset, like really deep in that community, you For know, sure. one relationship at a time, um, having patience, and yeah. it just seems to grow pretty organically, right? Absolutely. Um, the way you want to do it. And and the big thing you had said, like, you're hyper-focused on the service side, right? Would mm -hmm. totally agree with That's how you're going to get repeat clients. You're doing the right thing. You're going to see these people on the street. So let's talk about the service side, because a lot of people yeah. don't see the, the meat and potatoes. You know, you, they see us selling out there, getting deals in. But right. what are some of those things you're doing behind the scenes to make sure that service is red carpet? Yeah. So one of the things that we're doing is um, I think it all starts with making sure that our guys stay humble and stay hungry. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we do that through community efforts from we really are super involved here in Nevada with the homeless uh, youth. Mm -hmm. um, so super focused on homeless youth, also super focused on um, homeless vets. Mm -hmm. um, so I think homeless veterans get overlooked a lot. Um, I think veterans in, in general get overlooked a lot, sure. um, but but I, I, I've developed a passion for homeless vets and for youth, and that's my area of focus, right? I, obviously, you know, I want to have a focus, and that's become the focal point for me. Um, the driving focus for me for that actually began about seven years ago as a real estate investor, okay? Um, and so, you know, obviously, as a real estate investor, one of the things that I was doing is I was I was picking up a lot of rentals and I, I wanted to have an alternative to section eight, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do section eight, but I wanted to know what else existed. Right. And, and so I learned about the VA VASH program, mm -hmm. right. Which, which today it's, it's interesting that I talked to a lot of brokers um, in our space and they're not really familiar with like, what is that? Like, how does it work? I never heard of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, to, you know, long and short of it is VA VASH does for veterans. What, what section eight does for the general public. Right. It provides a housing voucher for individuals that are displaced. Okay. Um, and so what I look to do is I look for areas of opportunity to actually meet with homeless veterans and educate them on this process and then walk them down the path of finding out whether they're eligible or not. Now, I don't get any immediate gain from that. It's mm -hmm. not about that. It's mm -hmm. about taking somebody from somebody that doesn't have housing at all, right? Um, and being able to help them regain that sense of independence, mm -hmm. right? And so I look at it from a standpoint of, hey, it may not create something for me today. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It could possibly create something for me a few mm -hmm. years from now. This person mm -hmm. gets back on their feet. 
they're working, they're gainfully employed. Hey, we might have a VA loan in the future. Who knows? Right. But what I do know is I know that servitude begats gratitude and gratitude creates mm -hmm. opportunity. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we don't go into it looking for an opportunity. We go into it looking to serve. Mm -hmm. Right. And so this is a passion that I've had, JP, because I've I've had this guilty conscience. I'll be completely honest with you. I come from a, a, a father and a stepfather that both served. Right. Mm -hmm. And I did not serve. Mm. And I think what happened is I got up there in age and I started to have some regrets about not serving. Mm -hmm. And then I started to look for areas in which I could serve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then I've taken that attitude and brought it to Harris Capital. And then I do the same with our team members. I have them look for areas of opportunities that they're passionate about that we can actually go have impact in our community. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm listening loud and clear. Um, I always say like, why can't we have it all right? Like mm -hmm. you are nailing it. We do a lot of community service as well. And I, I've, I've taught and spoke a lot of uh, on this is you can't be doing these things thinking you're going to gain something. It, it, it could be tough in our industry. I get it. You yeah. know, it's so money driven for sure. Um, but if you're going out, you're, you know, you're helping people, whether it's homeless or whatever it is, um, it's, you're, you already won, right? right. So like anything that comes from that without looking for it is really just icing on the cake. But I would 100%. say like, why can't you have it all? Why can't you help people? And maybe they help you like you can do all of this. And that, that's what you're doing. Um, and, and intentional is the word you keep using. And, mm -hmm. and I can see that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're, you're laser focused right now. I, I can see it like hundred percent what man. you're doing. And like you said, you had to bring up, Hey, if we get a VA loan in the, in the future, well, that's great. But you're not thinking that that just kind of comes at some point. It's that circle of life, man. Like I believe in karma and, and things like that. And, and um, that's very interesting. Like you said about your stepfather and your father serving, having yeah. that, that, that guilt. I've, I've talked with a bunch of people about that same thing, but Hey man, if I can validate anything, I mean, you're doing it. You're you're serving it in your own way. So hundred I mean, percent, really cool. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate you, man. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially Vegas. I would think there's a lot of homeless, unfortunately. Yeah. In that in that weather climate, you know. Just, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a shame, man. So, is there? I don't want to put you on spot, but is there is there a number on how many people, youth, whether or vets, that you've helped? Like you keeping a tally of this or um, I'm not keeping a tally, um, oh. but I can tell you right now um, we are active in four states um, okay. and and the goal is to grow above and beyond that um, and to be active in every state that we mm -hmm. serve. So every state that we're licensed in, we want to be able to have community impact inside of that state. And so, you know, the first step obviously is, you know, taking the same taking the same contacts that we have in the states that we're serving, mm -hmm. using those contacts as resources to help us identify areas of need in other states. And, and then obviously um, I really appreciate what AIM has done recently because mm -hmm. AIM's got me thinking differently, right? You know, mm -hmm. AIM's got this, this new initiative where they're, they're doing state captains in, in their states. Right. And, and so that's got me thinking like, maybe I need a state captain to kind of mm -hmm. oversee this in that area. Right. And, and, and that'll give me an opportunity to really, really reach areas that I hadn't thought of, right? If I have boots on the ground that are more familiar with what's happening uh, mm -hmm. in, in, that, in that space. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like you said, we're talking about, you know, starting small and growing it out. You know, yeah. you can't be everywhere. 
You know, 100%. you got to find the right people in the right states that that are on the ground level that actually, so you're not disconnected and, you know, you don't want that to happen, obviously. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Well, now, since we're going on this this whole tangent of all the different things Lamont does, I got yeah. the list of the other things that you do. So I want, <laughs> I want to touch on these because yeah. I'm just curious, right? So you got um, Summerlin Red Rocks. Yeah. FD, right? So yeah. that's that soccer. That is soccer, right? Oh, that is soccer. All right, hold on. All right, hold on. Let, yeah. Now, now I'm getting curious. I'm not, I'm not huge in in the soccer, in in the soccer, yeah. but I yeah. know it. I'm, you know, I'm an athlete. I, I got three kids, sport thing. So tell me about that. Now, I'm, now I'm curious about. That. Yeah. So, so Summerlin Red Rocks is five years old, right? So huh? Summerlin Red Rocks started in January 2018. Um, we were a participant in the UPSL, which is a United Premier Soccer League. Okay. Um, we are or were a division four on the U.S. soccer pyramid, right? So uh-huh. when you think of U.S. soccer pyramid at the top of the pyramid, obviously in the States uh-huh. is going to be the MLS, yeah. right? Um, and then you have USL, USL2, um, and then UPSL, okay. NPSL, all that good stuff, right? So we're in division four of that pyramid. Um, we are looking actively right now and are in talks currently with the MASL2, um, which is the major arena soccer league. Okay. And we are looking to go pro. Right. So we are semi pro today. We are looking to go pro um, and we're looking to do that by the as early as the winter of 2023. Um, So we are actively in negotiations right now uh, for a venue um, to be able to to have a actual home in Las Vegas. Um, So that is something that's in the works right now. So we're you know, my guys are super stoked about that. That's been a uh, it's been a long time journey um, to take this team from semi pro to pro. Um, and, uh, and, and we're almost there, man. We're almost there now. That that's cool. Um, I mean, obviously I, I didn't know that about soccer in the U S obviously it's a growing sport in the U S mm-hmm. to get traction. Uh, it's not one of the four major sports, whatever you want to say quite yet. Right. Quite yet. Uh, right. but to bring back an earlier conversation, we had the Philadelphia union, right. Yeah. MLS. Yep. They just lost in the chip too. Yeah. <laughs> the Eagles lost. Philly, Philly can't lost. catch a break. I can't. I'm telling you, man, such a big <laughs> we're losing on a buzzer beater. I'm calling it out now. Bet you put your money on that. You're in Vegas. Go put money on the Sixers losing in the finals. But like, hey, listen, listen. In brighter news, Creed <laughs> opens up in theaters today. Right? Yeah, see that. My, all my kids want to see it too. So we'll 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 be seeing that. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, all right. So we we talked about that. Now I want to talk a bit about a uh, flag. Yeah. Right? Financial yeah. literacy and education for students. Collegiate yep. athletes across four states. All right, so let's talk about that a bit. Yeah, for sure. So um, obviously what that is, that is uh, I started a nonprofit, right? And within the nonprofit, we we put together a program called FLAG. Um, the acronym stands for Financial Literacy mm-hmm. Advocacy Group. Um, it is something that we are active with currently in Florida. We're active with it in Mississippi, California, and in Nevada. And so obviously we're looking to expand that program. Um, And I've got some pretty cool things in the works to help us do that. Um, What it is, it is a program to educate um, both middle school kids and high school kids um, when it comes to financial literacy, but also their parents. Okay. So that's kind of where it started. Um, Where it's expanded to currently right now, Right now, we have four collegiate programs that actually are actively allowing us to educate their their college athletes mm. um, using uh, this curriculum that we put together 
Um, and it, and it's been absolutely amazing. Right. So, uh, I know it's kind of early, it's prelim, right. Cause a, a press okay. release is going to be done on this next week, but I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag. Um, yeah. we actively are working with a couple WNBA teams on doing something, uh, Ooh. similar in the WNBA. Um, and we've started obviously with the Las Vegas aces, um, mm -hmm. and are having communications right now as of yesterday with two other teams. Um, so I will tell you, um, Harris Capital is a proud partner with the WNBA and the Las Vegas Aces. Nice. Um, and and we are super stoked about all this behind the scenes stuff that we've got going uh, in regard to financial literacy. Right. So that is a huge area of focus for for not just this year, but but I believe, you know, the foreseeable future, because I believe it's a it's a need that's out there. Um, and, and I say this. Um, with all due respect, because I've got probably seven or eight friends that have played professional sports. Mm -hmm. And out of those seven or eight friends, I can tell you only one of them was really, really educated on the process of actually buying a home. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. the others didn't have a clue. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, they don't have a clue on how to read a credit report. Mm -hmm. They don't have a clue on on, you know, how financing works. Mm -hmm. And 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 listen, I, it, listen. It doesn't matter if you're paying cash or you're not paying cash. Mm -hmm. You still want to know these things, sure, right? I, I think it's super important, and I, I think it starts at an early age. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so that's why I think it's so important to get these kids while they're super young, help them understand how credit works. Mm -hmm. Let's show them and teach them in a in a in a in a, in a elementary enough fashion right. that they can break it down and they get mm -hmm. it right. So, mm -hmm. so that when they are 18, 19, and they're away at school and they're getting these credit card offers in the mail, mm -hmm. right? They're they're well versed enough to know exactly what to and not to do, mm -hmm. right? They have to be at least a, a little bit dangerous, right? Of for sure of, of what to know the simple things like you said. I've always wondered why they don't teach this in uh, middle school. Even yeah. high, is there even a high school class? I don't remember anything there was that. nothing there it, at least there was nothing for me man i i came out of high school in 1997 yeah you know i didn't know anything about anything um you know so it I, I was clueless to be honest with you yeah yeah i don't think there was for us as well um actually i'm a part of the next gen committee with aim and we're working on for the next generation of maybe loan officers and going to uh you know our local colleges and actually presenting a course about what you know, being a mortgage broker is, which we'll talk about buying houses, the how real estate works. So we are working on that as well awesome. as, a, as a mini course. But I've always wondered that as well. I mean, I've been to my kids' schools, elementary schools, and I try to teach what what selling money is or a mortgage is. And yeah, it's you know, it's hard. And they have no idea, but you got to start it young, right? For sure. I mean, For I sure. remember going to college. The at college, like the first day of college, you're in the hall or whatnot, and they have all the credit card companies there. A hundred percent. You, and, and, it, right? and they're I ready to get you. I, yeah. I remember that too. I, it's yeah. funny you bring that up. I remember that. Totally uh -huh. remember that. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're banging you for, you know, 18%, you know, like, oh, free money, you know, first yeah. time away from, from home and boom, boom, boom. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if there's anything predatory lending. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's one of them, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll that's cool. I love, I love the idea of that because I'm, I'm, I'm big on that and making sure you know, our youth are there and are educated because that's the only way this world survives with our youth. I mean, if they're not, if there's, it's broken there, it's tough, right? hundred percent. So I'm with you. And then we got a uh, founder of Orange Burst Solar. Solar. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, a Vegas based solar company. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit? That's hot right now. It has been. It's even hotter. So it is. Can you talk a little bit on that. Yeah. So um, here's what I can tell you about that. Right. So 2017 ish. 2017, uh, my buddy Dimitri and I had gone into works of putting together a natural gas power plant. And we were looking to actually do it in southeastern Pennsylvania. And, and you know, we had years of planning that whole deal out. And we just decided to walk away from natural gas. And, and I had the vision uh, and foresight to go into solar, right? And so we, we developed uh, Orange Burst Solar. And today, Orange Burst Solar currently serves 26 states. Mm -hmm. We've got install partners across the nation, and it, it is a growing, thriving business. Um, but I've stepped away from the day-to-day -day of that, right? So I founded the company, and then I, I had a gentleman come over and take over day-to-day -day so that my focus could be primarily just mortgage, right? So uh, I'm a mortgage guy at the end of the day. I'm mm -hmm. a sales guy, right? You know, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you, you could you could try to master all, but it'll be extremely tough. Um, and I don't know how much you'll get accomplished. Um, mm -hmm. So I found to to delegate and find the individuals that could help me carry through uh, what we're looking to carry through with, with some of these missions. And it's been it's been super uh, to have that for sure. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, and I wanted to get through all that because the next question, because it's something that everyone battles in this industry. Yeah. Um, mortgage or if you're an entrepreneur like yourself and own other businesses like myself, but so that work-life balance, right? Yeah. Let, let's break it away. I mean, you have, you have kids. Did you say I do. You did? Yeah. I do. So you have, you, you have two, three. I have three. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's tough. It's tough to balance keeping everyone happy. So what are some things you're making sure you're doing in this industry, but making sure, Hey, I got to get home and there's life here. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me, and, and this is more, and I'll, if I'm being 100% transparent yeah. with you, this is more a recent thing, right? Over the last year, um, I've been more conscious of actually delegating a lot of day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Um, I, I get a lot of times in business, it's tough to delegate, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it, it's going to, you you have to be able to have a team of individuals around you that you can trust. Um, and you got to be able to step away and let go, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's hard. Cause I'm, I'm like that. I'm that control freak at the end of the mm -hmm. day. I got to be hands on at all times. Right. Um, but I've actually started to really, really take my own advice and, and you know, I, I preach it a lot of times to others. I've taken my own advice and kind of step mm -hmm. back a bit and relinquish some control, um, enough mm -hmm. control to where I don't have to be involved in all of it as long as I'm aware of what's mm -hmm. happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so staying aware, and delegating and then inspecting what I expect, right? I think that's important. I think it's one thing to, to just throw a, a bunch of stuff at people. And if there's, if there's no proper inspection of the expectation, then, mm. you know, what's really expected, right? Mm. Do they really expect, right? I, I don't think that you would get follow through if the inspection wasn't there because as disciplined as we want to believe that we are as humans, um, a lot of times we do need that extra push, right? So um, for me, it's been trying to follow a schedule, man. I, I, I've listened to, to Matt Ishbia more than, than a thousand mm -hmm. times say over and over, his day is outlined every single minute yep. of it is calculated mm -hmm. and, and attested for. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to get more in that disciplined space of following through mm -hmm. with once I put it all together, 
if that's the schedule, that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what it is. And if there's no time for a movie today or a television show for me, then there's no time for it today. It is mm -hmm. what it is. We'll, 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 we'll get to it. Right. But in terms mm -hmm. of family, that has given me an opportunity to be able to really delegate, excuse me, dedicate time, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to the kids. Cause the kids don't get younger, man. No, right. They don't, don't get, that. yeah, they don't get younger. And I don't want to be the guy that, that has a story of, you know, Hey, I, I, you know, all the kids remember is dad at work. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and all, all the wife remembers is all the times you were gone. Right. Yeah. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean, you got, I just turned 40. You got, you got a few years on me, but uh, um, that's why I like having conversations with, with, with people like you and kind of validating what I've been trying to do myself. You have to, the schedule thing has helped me immensely over the years because you sure. follow it. Then you don't feel guilty. If, if someone asks you to do something I'm like, yeah, oh, it's in the calendar, like, right. right. <laughs> you know, and, and one thing I'll bring up that might help you because I had this on my board. It's um, it speed up the micro right? Which is scheduling your whole day, like yeah. go hard in the day, but schedule it out and slow down on the macro or the big picture. Because if yeah. you can just, you can just do the micro stuff, you can get it done in the end, it's going to work, you know, and, and don't look too far out into the, into the future. That's what I've been trying to do. Just get sure. it done every day, go home, be with the wife and kids. And it's all going to work out because I'm putting in the work on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, that's what I, I try to that. do. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, Hey man, we're, we're already like 40 minutes in, which is crazy. Um, I could talk to you all day. I have so many more questions, but people's attention spans, they're not going to, you know, we could. Yeah, 100%. I get it. Yeah. But so I always end this with, um, and we can take this wherever we want to go with two questions, right? Um, and this could be for, I mean, you speak to your, your LOs probably on a daily basis. You're coaching. You're doing whatever you have to do with them. If And we're in a different market now. So if you are a brand new salesperson or loan officer or you, you, you're looking to reinvent yourself because you have to right now. Yeah. What one or two things, whether mindset or it's something tangible that, that you would do. Yeah. So, so two things, right? So the first thing would be guard your mind. That's the first thing that I would tell every person, whether they're a new LO or just new to the industry or new in business or whatever the case may be, I, I would say guard your mind, right? Because, you know, there's so much noise outside, mm -hmm. right? Outside, there's a ton of noise and there's always going to be noise, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's never going to be a time in your life where you get to like this pinnacle point and there's not going to be outside noise. There's always going to be outside noise. So the first thing I would say is to guard your mind, guard your mind from distractions, mm -hmm. guard your mind from anything that's contrary to where you are hyper-focused, mm -hmm. right? If you're hyper-focused on whatever that, if it's a number, because a lot of people are number driven, right? Mm -hmm. If it's a number that you're hyper focused on, then just be hyper focused on that thing. Uh -huh. And all outside noise, you, you gotta you gotta ignore. But the only way you truly can do that is by guarding your mind, mm. right? So so that's number one. Okay. Um, the second thing that I would say is, you know, control the controllables, mm -hmm. right? Control the controllables, and and so. If you guard your mind, number one, and then you focus on controlling what you have control over, and, and I tell people this all the time, you control what you do. Mm. You also control what you don't, mm -hmm. right? So, so you know, we're, we're like, man, I, I wish I could have mm -hmm. done this. You could have, mm -hmm. right? And you still can, mm -hmm. but what you have to do is just go move forward, right? So mm -hmm. I, I'd say, 
guarding your mind and then and then last you know control the controllables if you do those things you'll find that really what success is it's just a sum of two things and those those two things are, are simply preparation mm -hmm. and opportunity mm -hmm. um because i'm a firm believer if you stay prepared whenever opportunity comes you'll succeed mm -hmm. yep 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 right so so that's that's what i'd close with man yeah yeah i mean uh for everyone listening out there notice you know lamont didn't talk about anything mortgage there he didn't talk about a shiny object that you have to go get or this or that um, it's really, it's really ground level stuff, guarding the mind control. You could control. And like you said, if you're prepared, you're, you're going to win. And when the opportunities pop up, so some people got to take a step back a little bit and really work on that ground level stuff. Cause that just leads to everything, no matter if it's mortgages or something else. I love it. Um, and then last question, the next three to five years, yeah. this is kind of a boring question, but you know, where do you, where do you see the mortgage industry going? The real estate industry, any big changes? Or is this always going to be relationship based? I think that it's always going to be relationship based in some way, shape or form. Um, I do believe as much as we may not want to see it this mm -hmm. way, we are going to move more to a more digital age. I think that we think that we're in one right now, but I think we have no idea yeah. what it's going to really look like. And it's going to blow our minds away, right? Mm -hmm. I think we've got lessons from that over the last 12 to 18 months as people have become more exposed mm -hmm. to all that AI can do, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that is just step one. Um, I think step two, though, whatever it is, when it happens, it's going to be mind boggling. Mm -hmm. So I think the thing and the key thing for us to do in our industry, whether we are broker owner, loan officer, processor, LOA, whatever role you play, you have to stay open and susceptible to change mm. because it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Always has been. Well, that's a great way to, to end it. Lamont, it was nice to meet you. I hope I get to physically meet you one day. I'm sure I will. For sure. Um, or if, if you ever need anything out here on the East Coast, I'm here. I hope I can do the same with you out in Vegas. Absolutely, man. Absolute pleasure. Thanks again. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you will have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.